Hi, and welcome to Tim and Joel, Call It in the Ring. It's Thursday night, a sweet, sweet Thursday night. And uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the, the next couple of Thursday nights, Joel. You want, you want to know why? Why, Tim? Why? 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 Because that rat promotion impact is stealing our night. That's it. From now on, they're buried. I don't give a they're crap. Banned. They're nothing. They're nothing. They're nothing. Nothing but a third-rate promotion that Kenny Omega comes over and stomps all over. My I God. Twice. I'm, I don't know. I'm a bad heel. I'm a bad heel. I'm a good guy. I'm sorry. Impact's okay. Tim. What? Tim. We were on Thursdays first. Uh-huh. That's all uh-huh. that matters. Actually, we really weren't. Impact no. was on Thursdays first. They were also on Mondays. They were also on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays at one point. They've been on Fridays. I mean, the only... The only night they really haven't been is a Saturday. Yeah, they're kind of just at the mercy of what other people choose to do. <laughs> Pretty much. So at the end of the day, we have to make we have to make a choice. And Tim, life is full of choices. So we talked it over. Yeah. Here's the thing. We kind of knew this was going to happen. We it, knew Impact yeah. was going to move. Yeah, we saw it coming. Yeah. So next thing you knew, we were talking at one point, even with TakeOver coming up, that was going to be on a Thursday night during wrestlemania week so we said okay we'll move uh one week we'll move to a friday why not and then wrestlemania week we'll have a full week of stuff to talk about for us no now they want to do it on april the 8th they want to now impact wants to move the first week of april they want to move it on that second night of impact so as a result and because i still host the impact watch along over on twitch.tv slash gaming which you were a part of this past week. I was a part of this past week. You're welcome. (laughs) Because I still want to do that. And because I still love building communities, I am going to announce right now, right now, that Tim and Joel pod, Tim and Joel call it in the ring, will be moving to Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, starting on April the 8th. That's the same night as Impact's debut on... uh, what is that? Oh no, we're not, sorry. April the eighth is the Thursday, so we're like two days before that. <laughs> I just botched April, my own. April the sixth. April sixth. Oh, I just botched <laughs> my own announcement. So starting April the sixth at seven p.m. Eastern, Tim and Joel call in the ring. We'll be live on YouTube. And you know what? It'll be your it'll be your precursor. It'll be your preview. It'll be your what's up going into NXT. How's that? Yep, love it. I think it'll be then, good. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be, fine. we'll be fine. We get to talk to you about Raw the, the night before. We get to talk about whatever pay-per-view happened. Well, it's, effectively, we get even more backloading onto a Tuesday. So it's great. You know what else is great, Tim? What else is great? Hitting that like button, that thumbs ah! up, that, hitting that subscribe button, and tapping that bell for notifications over on our channel. Would you please and thank you? That would be wonderful. You know what else you can do? You can what? listen to us on a, every podcast platform. Go over to anchor.fm or you can go to Spotify. Just search Tim and Joel Call in the Ring. We're all the way there. Let's talk about Fastlane. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Let's talk about everything coming up. Oh my God. First question, Tim. Did Edge turn heel at Fastlane? Uh, in, for me, yes. He's a little crybaby. And I found that was funny. <laughs> That was a very <laughs> immature response from a man who looks very mature now. <laughs> he he is the, he's the maturest man in the room right now. Mm. Mm. You mean out of this room? Like me and yes. you? Oh. Yeah. Y- yeah. 
Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, you know what? The I don't believe that Edge turned heel. If I had to put it into my own words, I think he's my own thoughts. So I think he's going in as a tweener. Roman's the heel, and Brian's the face, right? Like I think it's this is how they're doing WrestleMania. There will be fans who will cheer the ever loving hell out of Edge. Frankly, there'll be fans who are cheering the ever loving hell out of Roman Reigns too. So like, it is what it is. Wrestling is kind of amorphous with its roles nowadays as you see week in week out on dynamite which we'll get to but anyway yeah wait a minute wait a minute tim a triple threat yeah that's not that's not official what are you talking about it's it's what is this thing it's as good as done in my mind and my mind is what matters to me so yes reported by sean ross sap of fightful back in february confirmed by the wrestling observer after Fastlane. The triple threat is most likely on, and we'll see it on SmackDown this coming Friday. They're teasing a big uh, Roman and Edge blow up, but you got to assume that Brian's going to get involved after the finish from from Sunday. Because yeah. yeah, Edge went Edge went berserk. He just took everyone out. He was seeing red, and he just went bah, out there. Everybody. One might say Edge went over the edge. <laughs> that was a good show. Thanks everyone. <laughs> see you. See you next Thursday, I guess. Oh man. I'm looking forward to a triple threat. I don't expect a big Brian victory. I don't expect Yeslemania too. Nope. I don't know what you're expecting, Tim. I expect Edge to win. Fair. I expect Roman to win. Also fair. That would be a fine decision by me. A lot of time before now in WrestleMania. We got a few weeks. It still feels a little weird that we're, you know, getting closer to WrestleMania. It doesn't feel real. It feels like we're still trying to tell a few stories. Speaking of stories we're trying to tell, The Fiend returns at Fastlane and comes back again on Raw. Did not expect that. Was expecting yeah. that for Mania. We had seen Alexa Bliss running the entire program with Randy. And here we are. All of a sudden, The, the Fiend comes back out of nowhere takes out Randy Orton. What did, what did you think of the match? What did you think of the reveal? What are your thoughts on the Fiend's big return? I mean, the match itself was short and sweet, which is kind of what it had to be. I liked the rigging falling. I think that was a good spot. Uh, that was, It was just cool. I, I made a joke. It's like Phantom of the Ring. You know, he's a fan of the opera. He drops it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, the Fiend coming back so quickly was a bit of a surprise. We, we acknowledged it as a possibility when we were talking about it, but really did, truly thought, you know, the pay dirt is to have him return at WrestleMania, but that's not what they did. Uh, and he's got a, a new look, very different look. How do you feel about that? <laughs> he was crispy. He yeah. Looked, he looked I, what, real good. What went through my mind is they can take any unsold action figures from the old models, get an intern with a lighter and just melt them into new action figures. <laughs> uh, no, no. You know what you do, Tim? <laughs> it's pretty, you know what you do? You take the Firefly Funhouse Fiend. You take, sorry, the Firefly Funhouse Bray. You take the original Fiend and you take the Burnt Fiend and you put them in a triple pack. Oh. And you sell those <laughs> as a limited a, edition. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. We're making money here. That's what we're after. <laughs> yeah, making money for, yeah, them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a look. I, you know, I don't know what you could do to make him. It's the Fiend and he got set on fire and now he's like. He's kind of like Joker Fiend. And Ugh. all I want now is when Randy goes to wrestle him, is just a bunch of his like skin and stuff slides off. <laughs> and he yeah, just he... leaves a mess in the ring. Like, that's all I... 
He's gonna. You know what he's gonna do? They're gonna do a whole. He's shedding his skin. Oh they God! Is he absolutely gonna, gonna do he's, it? He's a butterfly. Yes, <laughs> that's gonna, gonna, gonna be. It's going to be. It's gonna be Kafka. I swear to God. Yeah, I, you're <laughs> not wrong. That's probably exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> but it's gonna be after Mania, or it's gonna be during whatever Funhouse Firefly effery mm-hmm. they have on the show. And you know what? I'm looking forward to it right now. The match that was announced after Raw, and we'll get to Raw in a minute, was um, a, just a straight-up match. And you know what? I don't really want that because Brain Randy had an awful match at WrestleMania 33. And yeah. it didn't have any of the tomfoolery. Meanwhile, you go a couple years later, three, four years later, and Bray the Fiend has a massive great match against John Cena in a cinematic bout. And it was very enjoyable. Yeah, because you need that to do the supernatural stuff. I'll say it a billion times. Like, you're taking Bray Wyatt, who I appreciate him as a creative mind, but in the ring, he's he's as slow, if not slower, than, than Randy. So you got two snails just going at it, and it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's that much to get excited about, but the story they could tell could be pretty good, I think. Yep, and you can tell that Randy's loving this right now because it's all pre-taped, so he could just go exactly. get his work in, go out, go do an interview with Steve Austin and say, ah, no, I've, I've had a really good career. I really enjoy this business. <laughs> and Steve just like, yeah, no, you're really great. Really love your stuff. Actually, I heard that Broken Skull <laughs> session is really good, so I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah, I haven't it. watched it yet, so I can't say, I can't say anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, you, you've got... For the first time in over a year, you've got a crowd live and on hand for WrestleMania, and you you can do a cinematic match. But they're not going to. But at the same time, looking back to what AEW just did, they used their cinematic match to get ready for the next match that True. was in the ring, right? They were doing the barbed wire death match, so it gave Darby, Taz... Um, Sorry, Dar- Darby and Sting versus Team Taz. It gave them a little bit more time to to do their thing, and then well, they set up in the ring in, in real time. So that kind of worked. Yeah, and absolutely. people didn't complain. You just had to pick your spots. Do we have a gimmick match like that that makes sense on the Mania card yet, though? As of right now, no. Yeah, so we'll see. It's coming. It's coming. But what you do is the women's tag team triple threat match. <laughs> Not yet officially confirmed, everyone. Yes, not this yet is confirmed. Joel, <laughs> just being very confident. You take the ropes out, and you oh wrap the ropes in barbed wire, and then you put C four explosives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Nia Jax in there and and Lana, <laughs> someone's gonna die. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, the women's SmackDown Women's Championship finally started getting a little bit closer to making sense. Bianca and Sasha are finally going to start their real feud. There was that slap during uh, or after the match uh, yep. over on Fastlane. Your thoughts on the match, your thoughts on where they're going with Sasha and Bianca. Is there room for it to finally be a main event spot at WrestleMania? What do you think? They really got a sprint here at the finish, right? Like they've got... They, they really did a weird thing with this, and they could have built this match to be a main event, and now I don't know if their plan is to have it as the main event of one of the nights. It feels like it isn't going to be, which is weird to me. Like, so weird. It's a very difficult spot to be in because there's a lot. There are many, many people who are wanting that match to go on last, to be the big moment, but does it flow with the rest of the show? Does it flow with whatever else they're going to do? Is Bianca realistically going to beat Sasha at WrestleMania? The story right now is the rookie versus the boss. It's yeah. a story 
that they've kind of told before when Sasha was a rookie in NXT. So it's kind of coming around. And this is also Bianca's first really big singles match. So it should be good. But is it going to be, for kayfabe purposes, good enough to beat Sasha Banks? It feels like pretty much every year they do like the WrestleMania moment thing. And like, I don't know. Like I could see Roman retaining and have Bianca win. Like it feels like she's over enough. She feels strong enough honestly to be given that title this early like i know she's green right. for this part of things but like like i was saying last week she came down to the ring like her look her style like she's got it all and she's great in the ring she's great on the mic like she's ready i think to, to run with it like even if it's not like a long title reign i think it's worth having that special moment with fans there this year and i think she's earned it so my general feeling is, yes, it should main event night one and Drew and Bobby should go on first on night one. Because, again, this is it's been talked about a lot. People yeah. brought it up. The fact that Drew McIntyre has come out in interviews during the pandemic and said, I want to be the first one out there carrying the flag, getting, you know, getting fans riled up for WrestleMania that we're back. And if they don't really let him take that ball and run with it a year later after he's been wanting it. I don't know. I I think that's the place to be. It's also just the right feud and the right match to do so. Like it has big first match feel. Like now with yeah. the, with the two nights of content. I mean, like that's that's how it feels. Like it should kick things off. And I'm seeing our chat talking about uh, pinfall losses for Sasha, kind of taking away from the uh, the the experience of of Sasha and Bianca. I think Sasha losing all the time also reinvests my feelings towards Bianca losing to Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. So, listen, still looking forward to a match. They're going to show up. They're going to show out. And it's going to be good, but I think they need to really kick it into high gear when we get to, you know, when we get to even SmackDown this coming week. Uh, tomorrow night, it's got to be huge. It's There's got to be enough stuff to get us looking forward to the next couple of weeks of build to WrestleMania. It's very quick build this year, and I don't really love it. Yeah, it feels a little bit nerve-wracking. Like, it's going to be... I don't know. I'm worried it's going to be an underwhelming WrestleMania in there. Like they feel they're, they're going too cautious and they can't make a decision because the fans are going to be there and they haven't had that litmus test in over a year. So I feel like their own fear and their, their apprehension to going bold is, is holding them back this year. So we'll see. Yeah. There's a, um, there, it's funny. I was listening to Bailey on, uh, on Renee Paquette's podcast uh, earlier today. And there are a lot of beliefs going on around locker rooms, around people just being like, it's first show after a pandemic. Everyone's going to be super excited. Everyone's going to be really into it. At the same time, holy shit, we've spent a lot of time indoors, Tim. Yeah. I don't know if our stamina is like that high. (laughs) So like my fear is like, we're going to want to see it. We're going to want to see these shows. But are we going to feel good the whole night are we gonna feel like three hours like we can get through three hours of cheering and booing and being involved and engaged scared of that yeah i don't know this is a lot of wrestling plus we got two nights of takeover too so so i'm not even gonna go through the the whole 14 day gamut in which we get to watch wrestling cover wrestling talk about you and i are even talking about doing more during wrestlemania week just to get the conversation going i just don't think we could cover it if we were doing a week like i won't be able to to talk about it i'll I'll just be mush (laughs) yeah i mean you me me too uh but yeah we're all we're all gonna have to figure out what works in terms of like 
post-pandemic wrestling and how we how we work with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of working with things, Drew and Sheamus working throughout the Thunderdome and putting it to good use on Sunday. Man, so the Thunderdome, by the way, if you didn't know already, it's going to be moving to the Youngling Center over at USC, the University of Central Florida in Tampa after WrestleMania because the Rays are going to start their baseball season. Yeah. So they're cleaning sense. up. So what do you do? You put people through the LED boards of fans. <laughs> That's what I would do. Too. I thought that was great. I, like, honestly, that match, I, I had a feeling it was going to be my favorite of the night. And it was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I, I see people saying, you know, it's, it's WWE's job to make us feel engaged. I get that. I agree with that. But also, it's really hard to have stamina when you've had no stamina for the last year. It's a very, it's a very different beast when you're live and in color. You can burn out quickly. It's just, it's human body response. Speaking of human bodies, Drew, Bobby Lashley, we were talking about it. It's a hard match to pivot towards when you've got what, two and a half, three weeks going into WrestleMania. Um, Bobby Lashley was on, we watch wrestling podcasts, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, People have heard me told, tell the story about uh, different rewatch wrestling stuff. And uh, Bobby was saying to to the guys that uh, they haven't had a chance to tell the story yet. They don't. They haven't gone back to talk about backlash last year when Drew defended against Bobby Lashley, or how mm-hmm. Lana got involved, or how they were both in Impact. You can go on your Impact story without, you know, Impact being talked about. Yeah, they're not really saying like Drew and Lashley are no strangers to each other, which they absolutely could be for this. Um, you know, I I think that. For having not really started to tell the story, they, they've they did a good job on Monday, in my opinion. Like Drew really looked very interesting out there. I think the two on one handicap and getting them barred from ringside was pretty good, and him just like going kind of full beast mode at the end was really cool. Like, and and he's cutting good promos. Like Drew is doing such a a good job, and you know Bobby's stepping up. He's he's getting his moment. I, I like that both of these guys get to have a match at WrestleMania. So, so we get to Raw the next night after Fastlane. Um, so we now know that the Hurt Business are barred from ringside. At least Shelton, Alexa- Shelton Benjamin and Prime Alexander are both barred from ringside after Drew beat them both in a handicap match. Cool. I'm all for it. Lashley is still a dominant champion, though, and he hasn't yeah. had to use any illegal tactics to win his matches. So I was kind of confused. I, I get what, like, Drew is a different competitor. He's not the Miz but he's also not Sheamus. Sheamus is also equally powerful. Yeah. So it just felt a little weird that you wanted to kind of bring in Shelton and Alexander and then take them right out in the same night. That felt weird to me. Well, it's, it's again, they're sprinting. They have to do this quick. So what they did was there was a question about like, okay, Sheamus gave Drew all of this trouble, like the night. And then, but before that, Bobby had kind of run through him, right? Like the week yeah. before. So running that back this week was the right choice, making it a longer match, and then having Cedric and Shelton interfere, and then the interaction with the Hurt Business after that match made a lot of sense. And having MVP go like, do you realize what you've done? You made him look like weak in this case, like he needed your help to win, which was like the right story to tell and the right way to 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 build up both drew and and put him on like the same footing as lashley because you know not that long ago lashley just destroyed Sheamus. so it's it's good that they're kind of revisiting that and telling that story and it pivots well from like Sheamus to drew so see i don't know i hated that they kept going back to Sheamus and lashley for two weeks straight 
Yeah. And having but it's Sheamus over now. Lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's over now. Exactly. I was being asked what we think if we think that Bobby Lashley will get a better reaction than Drew at WrestleMania. I don't know what to expect. Um, I think if it's going to be the opening match, everyone's going to be hot for everybody. Yeah. And it won't really matter where you fall in the spectrum unless you're someone that just has go away. People are going to be into whatever story you're telling. Uh, both men will get very positive reactions. Yeah, Bobby, I think so. To, like To me, Bobby Lashley is a dominant face. He hasn't given me a reason to, to want to boo him just yet. And Drew is still very much a face too. And that's an okay dynamic as well. It's not Vince McMahon's favorite story to tell, but he needs to give me a reason to want to boo one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like the WWE thinks that the Hurt Business are heels, but they really <laughs> they haven't really done anything to to be considered like dastardly. They're just a they're just serious about being good competitors. Like that's all the vibe I'm getting from them. Like they want so. money and they want championships. It's not <laughs> it's not loathsome, that's for sure. Like that's not that's, very true. that's not monstrous and they don't they don't typically cheat. Like, <clears throat> well, speaking of loathsome, Riddle doesn't have an opponent for <laughs> WrestleMania. Whoa. Oh, Sheamus, a, I forgot he's a champion. <laughs> going back to Shea, yeah, well, I wish he wasn't. Mm. Sheamus, you know, and him have a little backstage thing and, uh, and tossing, you know, the scooter around. Sure, whatever. Okay. Loved it. I don't want it to be a one-on-one match. I'm still waiting for one of those to be uh, the ladder match, and I don't think it's the Intercontinental Championship anymore, especially after the finish between Apollo and Big E, or the non-finish. I no, really yeah, have a feeling that, yeah, I have a feeling Riddle's getting the ladder match this year. That, that for works that. for me. Look, if he can, you know, uh, everything about him aside, like, I think he'd put on a good ladder match, and you'd have a bunch of very talented people in the ring with him, so. Uh, yeah, and, like, the people who have the, the the ladder match all over them to me it's riddle it's sheamus it's ali if he's cleared even though he revealed that he's been working with an injury so yeah. who knows uh elias jeff hardy obviously because ladder match uh you can put shelton benjamin because now he's not allowed to be yep. in the main event even though he still could or he, he could again that'll come down to whether or not they book him mm. uh so that's kind of where i'm going and i'm seeing yeah smackdown tag titles getting the ladder match i could see that too being a yep. four-way but they also gave the smackdown tag ladder match last year so you'd be running it back objectively again. Yeah. So they did. They were pushing it really hard though on Friday, right? Like they, it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want a lot of match? Like, so I don't know. It, it is a possibility. It, if it may not be a ladder match, but it's def- we're definitely getting like a four team tag championship match for the SmackDown tag titles is what I'm feeling. Oh. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, move, we'll move off of that one for a minute. Rhea Ripley debuts. Ooh. What did you think of Rhea Ripley's big first night challenging Asuka for the Women's Championship from Raw on WrestleMania? You know, it's underwhelming because this isn't this isn't a, a super thrilling way to bring her up. I'm glad she's up. Glad she's in the, the title match. That makes perfect sense to me. It's another one where it's, it, it's it's like AJ and almost again. They just like, hey, I want a I want a title match. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, listen, it felt a little weird, but uh, again, it, it, Charlotte came out before Raw and uh, announced that she has COVID, that she, she's been isolating. She seems to be asymptomatic. She hasn't said it, but it just by all accounts, it seems to be that she's just going through it, whatever that means. Uh, so. Who knows what that means for Rhea. It's weird that Rhea, like, 
delivered that. <laughs> so I think because Charlotte put it out there, they kind of said you can say it on TV. And yeah, it's not gonna be a problem. It's the same but way like, that Drew yeah. said it when he got you know when he got it. Yeah, but so. Drew Drew got it and Drew said it. But like I didn't I don't follow everything Charlotte posts, so that was the first time I had heard it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so again, Ripley comes out and she does a challenge and is accepted. Apparently, Rhea Ripley is supposed to be working heel for this, which to me, I am all for. Because Rhea Ripley, the baby face last year, was just so happy to be here and super chipper about her NXT Women's Championship yeah, yeah, match. Yeah. I don't want that. Make her a tweener, that's fine. I want her to be likable, but I also want her to be kick-ass. I want her to be that persona who does anything to get above and beyond the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, it, it'll be a good match. I'm excited for that part. It's just like, yeah, we're also going to get, like, dancey Asuka instead of, like dominant oscar so yeah um and I, I know the conversation has been well why does why does Rhea get the the championship i, I said it once i said it again i will just use the simple the simple idea that she came Rhea came in second bianca took the smackdown women's championship why not let Rhea have the runner-up title. I know you're effectively saying Raw's the runner-up world title, but you also changed so many things to get here. You had yeah. one competitor go down pregnant. Go down. You know what I mean? One, <laughs> one, one competitor Jeez. is pregnant. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I misspoke. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have another one who is uh, who, who has COVID-19, and we don't know if they're going to be ready in time. You have just a mishmash of problems that I will very quickly take the, she came in second, She's had a good whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. Could she have come in and won a bunch of matches? Sure. But am I going to keep going with the with the being angry and saying, oh, why does she get a title shot? It's so unfair. I don't give a shit enough <laughs> to really care about that. Like, I mean, it, yeah. It's I just don't. I, don't. I don't care. Just, like, I, do I think she's talented enough to put on a good match? That's all I care about when they're making, like, who gets the title shot decisions. Because, like, the wins-losses means absolutely nothing. Like, it never has. <laughs> Don't exactly. pretend it has. That's such... It's so dumb. <laughs> like, so what does Charlotte do if she's cleared? What do we do uh, with Charlotte? Sit at home and take take some time off. Ah, uh, they're not going to let Charlotte take me. They missed the window. She's not that big of a draw. She is. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. I know. Yeah, I can't yeah, go yeah. with the she's not a draw. She she is. There no, are a lot of people who, who like her. There are a lot of people who like her. And you cannot. I haven't no, met a you, single one. I have. I've met a lot of them. They go to the show. They went to the shows. They are. There are a lot of Charlotte fans. Okay. Just because wrestling Twitter says that there aren't. Doesn't mean I don't Twitter follow wrestling Twitter. On. This is You're my personal it. opinion. You're on it. Um. <laughs> But you know what? Bailey doesn't have a match, so no. Uh, throw her that? in. She's great. Do that. I don't care. Yeah, it could Charlotte be a special attraction Bailey? match. Why not? Yeah, I mean, again, they haven't been the best at telling women's matches that don't feature titles. Like, we'll see if they can put together a story in like two weeks for that. But here we go. <laughs> Speaking of here we go, if you want to like the video, that would be amazing. If you want to subscribe to us here on YouTube, go ahead and do it. Tap the bell, get those notifications. We're going to talk about NXT soon. We're going to continue talking about Raw and WrestleMania because Bad Bunny is taking on The Miz. It's going to be one-on-one, -on -one, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be a tag match. Supposedly, John Morrison has a, a light injury that he's trying to get cleared in time for. Uh, but I really need Damian Priest. I need it. Yeah. 
yeah, I really think he deserves a spot on on Mania this year. So, you know, even if even if John Morrison isn't cleared to work it, like they can still have Damian Priest in there and have him feature heavily in, like you know, do a ref bump or something. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out what uh, what they want to do. But if it's a singles match, Tim, why isn't it a guitar and a pole match? Because the Miz doesn't play guitar. They both have to kind of play guitar. I feel like. But they both love swinging the guitars at each other poorly. Oh, yeah, neither one of them are good at it. They ain't no <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's. So, yeah. Oh, know. no. <laughs> uh, I know, you know what? I just, I yeah, if the payoff is a singles match for Bad Bunny and not for Damian Priest, <laughs> that feels weird to me. It's a, I'm bit a bit of a kick in the pants, like, honestly. Yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it becomes a tag match. It could easily just be that they wanted to make sure that John Morrison can get cleared and be okay for it. Damien Priest, whatever, wants he should be involved in whatever way he's got to be there. It makes no sense for him to just yeah, and accompany I, Bad Bunny. Like, I truly think, like, do a ref bump, have him wrestle, like, do it two on one for, like, 50% of the match if you want. Like, I, I think there's room to do that in this, and I think that'd be fine. And finally from Raw, because I don't want to take up too much of the time. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. I don't care. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good laugh. Uh, My favorite was actually, uh, I'm going to rib him for a second. Uh, Robert D. Felice, who writes for Fightful, was not covering Raw on Monday. And he tweeted out something like, "I I can't believe that people are just noticing that Braun has a train sound in his entrance music. Yeah, he's had that for ages, has he <laughs> not? Because Robert wasn't watching to realize what we were actually getting upset about. Or what oh, people were commenting on. that's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I sent him a DM just being like, you're trolling us, right? <laughs> yeah, he did his little, you know, he went fast. About as yeah. fast as most trains go nowadays, it seems. Most North American trains, man. So one thing I did actually find out is that when the uh, when the Tampa Bay Rays, when they score a home run, they use that stupid train sound. Okay, well, there you so, go. He so got you go. he got a friend in the back who was just like, yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Brom was like, I heard you guys use the train too. I like choo-choo's. <laughs> Oh, you got Shane McMahon just sitting in the background being like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This well, that was, was raw. At least... Oh, I do want to mention, like, we oh, do have ahead. New Day and, and Styles almost, and I'm, like, very into it. This is going to be a good match. Yes, it will. And I did kind of leave that out because, you know what, I loved the the segment that they did. I loved the what's your favorite color. Yeah. Uh, whose favorite color is mauve? Yeah. That was so funny. Deadpan. Like, like complete serious ass face. Mauve. <laughs> My favorite what was his, his favorite ice cream? Like, giant. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his favorite ice cream. It was like peanut that. butter something. Yeah, the peanut butter brittle. It was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. The match itself was great, and Xavier Woods playing AJ's TNA theme. I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. I know normally mm. we go to Impact right now, but instead we're going to actually talk about NXT because guess what? That was a good show last night. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll start off with the closing segments. And I, I see the chat asking about the possibility of Fight Pit at TakeOver and putting Colin O'Reilly in it. Well, first of all, Colin O'Reilly do not need... Uh, first of all, it's unsanctioned. So that putting yeah, him in the Fight Pit is not going to happen. Yeah. Down the line, it doesn't make sense to me because Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are not known as MMA types or those types of fighters. So no, I mean, the only... Doesn't work. The, 
yeah, the only thing from that would be that they had the BJJ gym the thing this week, but I don't see it how I don't think it needs it by any means. Like if they're going to erect a, a, a whole fen- like a structure, that's that's not going to play with the unsanctioned bit. Like, it's yeah, like, ah, exactly. you guys got pretty involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was expecting loser leaves NXT. I've said it a couple of weeks, but uh, unsanctioned is, eh, you know, I don't like it, but I did love the segment. I did love what they had to say to each other. Um, there's a lot of history to pull from, from, from Colin O'Reilly. I, I posted it on my Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, but ring of honor in 2016, those two had a title match. Really? For the Ring of Honor title. Yes. Ooh. And the opening promo for the pay-per-view for Final Battle was story time with Adam Cole. And it was an entire thing about Cole and O'Reilly and how Adam Cole was the, the knight, the white knight, and Kyle O'Reilly, you know, couldn't get the job done and all that. It was very, very good. I do recommend going back and watching it. And I really hope that they do it. I really hope that they, they put it out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they did a really good Oh man, pissed off at Regal is the best Regal. <laughs> like it, it, they, they both really sold this match very, very well, and like they have enough grief between them that I feel like it's just going to be like a beat the holy hell out of each other match, and it's going to be very, very good. Um, that being said, like with or without the loser leaves NXT stipulation, I feel like this is headed towards Cole's move up and yes. them giving. Kylo the win because he had he needs that win like Adam being like watching you fail twice like he's not wrong <laughs> like he put on yeah. great matches he's a big standout but he's still like he needs this gritty thing to really sell him as a star because he's not quite there yet in my mind and he's still like this like wholesome guy and I'm just not behind him like him being like oh I can sleep at night now and I was like man I missed a lot of your you guys' run but you, were you that bad <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, I will also hear no slander towards Kyle O'Reilly's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to hear it. Don't want to take it. Do not believe in it. Uh, being asked in the chat about stand and deliver for our Canadian friends or international friends. I am messing around saying that. Okay. It's yes. It's called NXT takeover stand and deliver. I'm jokingly calling night one stand <laughs> night two deliver. Okay. So night Love one it. stand for those who are wondering night one stand will be on both USA and then for Canadians, it'll be on Sportsnet. Deliver Night 2 will be on Peacock or WWE Network. So, yes. Night 1 is Stand. Night 2 is Deliver. <laughs> and you know who's going to deliver? Who's going to deliver? Walter on his Volter! And they're doing it for the title, which we, I think, said probably wasn't likely, but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, listen, if you put it for the UK title, sure. Let Walter slap the blue out of Choppa. That's what's going to happen. Like, whew. Yeah. That was a good beatdown. That was such a good beatdown. Like, I'm sold on it already. It's like, I'll see you. I'll see you, Tommaso. (laughs) Just kicking him in the face. Like, oh, They they murdered the wrong Drake, by the way. Yeah, that match was a bit disappointing. It was a squash, but I really wanted to see Drake get a brutal chop and it didn't happen i missed it i missed it three times i had to rewind because i i looked away for a minute two two times in a row like it was very frustrating your scrub goes back 30 seconds and you still missed it it's yeah, a 25 yeah. second match Tim. it was very quick uh although i do i like the fact i i, I would have liked having the match begin with drake just kind of like beating on Walter's chest 
And then Walter just like doing the slap. But yeah, it, he did the slap later, and that was perfect because everyone knows what the slap is. Like I that's know, the but gimmick. it's different on Drake than it is on Tommaso Ciampa. Like, it's comedic on Drake. It wasn't going to exactly. Gonna be, I uh, wanted that, it. It's a serious story. Too. Oh, it's not. <laughs> None of this is serious. It's fun. Show me that tiny man's chest implode. Tiny men are not carrying cross or Finn Balor. Oh man, well, that was a really bad. Balor's segue, not. Balor's not like a big guy, is he? No, no, Balor is not. He's like five. <laughs> cross, Cross is also like five ten. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't hate the emotional angle that they're trying to play. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just doesn't feel like a big match compared to other NXT Championship defenses or even other matches on the card. I, yeah, I feel like weird. that's just a limitation of of having Finn come back down to NXT. Like, he does feel a little bit out of place there to me. Um, because he's been up, he's been down, and he's just he's, he's been all around, and it's not quite the... It's not quite the same. That being said, he's still cutting tremendous promos. I think that that was a very good one. Uh, well done. It's a decent angle. Uh, Danny Birch's shoot injured, right? Yeah, he, it was, and he had to give up his tag title. That sucked. That uh, separated shoulder. Looks like he's out for a little bit. Yeah, Here's that's the why thing. we have the Oni Lorcan match. Yeah, exactly. This is what they can do with Karrion Cross's character. Have him injure people, like fake injure most of the time. But like that satisfies the hitman stuff that I've been trying to say. Like his he, he his in ring stuff doesn't look brutal enough for him to have that ridiculous entrance. Like to have uh, Oni Lorcan come out after Karrion Cross was an insane choice in my mind. Because like you have the fallen prey intro and then. Ah! Oh, well, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just like yeah, runs yeah. Out. It's like, okay, this man gonna die. <laughs> like, but at least they didn't give him like an already in the ring intro because then he would have been like, oh, he's gonna get the shit kicked. No, out but because he he also doesn't deserve that. <laughs> like he's not right. that much of a greenhorn. Like it, it just, uh, yeah. Like this, they need to build if they want to continue to build cross with this excellent intro that they've got going he's got to become a killer and the only way to do that i think is to have him like injure people regularly so really at the end of this i have a feeling cross is going to show up on raw the next monday after mania i know which which yeah and then they can rebuild him from there but they're keeping that entrance you know they're keeping that entrance well that's why they're doing it though that's the whole point is because cross is not a wrestling wrestler he no. is an entertainment wrestler. He's got the entertaining part down. That entrance is excellent. He can do a short explosive match. It's good enough. Vince is going to love stuff like that, but he's not going to want the Finn Balor, you know, 30-minute epic. That's just not what he does. No, exactly. <coughs> As I cough outside the microphone. Excuse it was me. good. It was silent on this end, so bravo. Oh, I can mute the Skype, but unfortunately the audio, <laughs> they probably just got it. <laughs> Uh, and I, yeah, I'm seeing like the entrance is corny. I don't think it's as corny as other entrances in WWE. I think it works for what Cross is as a character. Um, but yeah, the lip syncing, yes, Scarlet goes over the top with that. She can At be a bit much stopped. generally. <laughs> like, well, I think that's because they tell her to over emote. Yeah, yeah, when you absolutely. Have live audiences, absolutely. because the idea is that it's you know, theater. Way up it's in the theater. Crowd. I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, have to make yeah, big yeah, facial expressions, etc. Which again, it's fine. It's just like they have to make that character a hitman. Like he's got to be an assassin. 
And if he isn't, like, the, the, it's just never going to work. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's going to be Balor moving on, I think, to continue working on NXT. Give me more of that Finn Balor who has great matches. Yeah. That's the type of that's the type of NXT that I run for. That's the type of NXT I want to keep watching. I don't want to watch convoluted takeover matches because we have a battle royal that turns into a gauntlet. Yeah, I didn't really follow. Okay, so I got the battle royal part. How do we determine who enters the gauntlet? Twelve <laughs> men it... come in. Okay, the first six men are are they're gone. Once those six men are out, the next six men. Their order of elimination will dictate where they enter in the gauntlet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Okay, that's fine. It's straight. It, it, it's easy to understand, but it's very stupid to do a match like that. <laughs> They've got so much talent, though, Joel. What else? Their hands were tied. What else could they do? Listen, we know what this all amounts to, right? Like, you know where this is going. It doesn't matter if Johnny wins. It doesn't matter if... Bronson Reed wins. It doesn't matter who wins because at the end of the day, it's LA Knight's game. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I thought you were going there. I'm really excited. He wears different in-ring gear than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting expecting tiny briefs and, and knee pads. <laughs> oh, he, he's been doing that for a while. He's, yeah, uh, that's the thing. I don't know him at all yeah. from, the, from his uh, other stuff. What was he, Ring of Honor? Is that him? No, he was uh, Impact and end, uh, um, NWA. Oh, yeah. Well, and anyway. he did Ring of Honor. I don't remember, but uh, I, I don't know. he's most known for, for Impact and he's, he's most recently in NWA. Cool. So I'm all for it. Meanwhile, you also had the Cruiserweight title unification match, which is now a ladder match because the second I heard <laughs> that, uh, that riff, I was like, ah, oh, Christ, it's a ladder match. The man loves a ladder match. He didn't even say any words. He just came out, pulled out the hardware, and was like, here, you square-headed dork. This is <laughs> yeah, exactly. where you're going. Escobar, kill him with this. And Escobar's <laughs> like, I can do that. Right. Okay, that works. <laughs> uh, once again, Santos Escobar is the star of that show, and he better win that match. The women's tag titles, not officially announced yet, but we're looking at Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell going against uh, Shotzi and Ember. I'd be down for that. I mean, Sh- man, yeah. Shotzi and Amber did good good work this week. Good match. So, like, I, I'm excited. I think they'll be good with whoever they pair them with. They have a great roster, like, period. So, I don't know that there's a bad choice they can make. Not the biggest fan of them going right back to uh, Candice and Indy. Because they faced each other in the, uh, the, in the, the Dusty uh, yeah, Cup. That yeah. was very short. And then, of course, when they announced the women's tag titles, they had all of this talent kind of in on the stage as if they were all already tag teams. And I was kind of like, eh, I get that's that we got to build it. That's the we risk you take, right? When you, pl- when you do these tournaments, you run through your entire roster and you inevitably have to retell something, right? It's happening in AEW too. You had Ty Conti and, and Nyla Rose this week. Same thing. Like it's, it's a know. different story though. But anyway, I get what you're saying. It's there's only so saying. many people, right? Like, the, you know, if their rosters were like 30, yeah like i just remember like older days there were even more wrestlers on the roster but a lot of them just sat there idle for long periods of time right so right meanwhile jesse command needs to wear a mask um (laughs) she was on the quarantine shotzi by the way i see people saying this is as far as she'll go i'm sorry friends you're wrong i don't think i think she she's got to work on her mic stuff but she's good in ring like, yeah, unfortunately, Ember Moon's not exactly going to help her with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she that's has, true. She has the backing. She has all of that 
uh, from WWE, from NXT. They're doing the vignettes. They gave her the Halloween Havoc host. She's taken over their socials. I don't on think that pages. Like She's all over the damn place. She's yeah. They've given her opportunities to do media as well, which they don't always do for NXT. So there, there's a lot of money and a lot of time going into Shotzi Blackheart, rightfully so. And, and she's very, play, she's real young, isn't she? Which they like yeah, building she, up people that can be franchise players for a long time. Like that, which, which just makes good business sense. So I, I don't see her going anywhere. Yeah, she's in the right spot for sure. And also yeah. her, her, like she, you know, you want to know how much of an influence Shotzi Blackheart is on the women's roster in NXT? I guess. Tim, they all get puppies now when they get signed. It's that's like not, they walk in the door and they give them a damn puppy. That's bad. That's a very bad way to handle animal adoption. That, please tell me that's not true. Shotzi is the reason why they're all getting puppies. And I shit you not. Many people. Okay. They, cool. Get a puppy now. You live on the road. Don't, don't get a puppy. What the? Well, they don't live on the road right now because they train. They will though. They NXT, will. No, NXT they don't. No, no, no. But like, okay. But their goal is to not be on nxt forever oh come for on man part. like dude come on you don't think they can Shopa. first of all a lot of them can give them to their loved ones friends whatever neighbors or put them in a puppy camp it's just Cruel. the reality don't put I... them in a puppy camp that sounds so dark <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have another word for it i want to say kennel but kennel doesn't sound much better <laughs> poor puppies uh, while you're at it give us a like on the video and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> don't put us in a kennel yeah. I have no idea when Tegan Knox returns. I'm seeing the question asked in the chat. I'm sorry. I have no idea. But you know what I do have? Just for you, Tim. The new show. The new no, show for don't, TNT. It's not like this. Your brand new <sighs> Roads to the Top is an awful name, by the way. Couldn't it is call that it what Crossroads? it's called? I didn't catch it. <laughs> I, I'm calling it. I'm taking this from Stack Guy Greg, who put this out there. Mid and Mrs. <laughs> that's a good joke <laughs> oh yeah for a company that wants to like has a different vision of wrestling and and wanted to do things differently honestly they do things about the same is what i'm getting there isn't a meaningful difference between AEW and wwe's like production styles in my mind you want to be a meaningful different thing don't do all of these stupid reality show spin-offs but you know no one can say no to the money uh ditch someone like jr because it's just not needed he's not at the top of his game anymore and like you know tell different stories like they're doing the exact same stuff that wwe does it's not a really like go ahead it's just not a different vision of wrestling, and this this proves it. It's another nail in the coffin. Like they are kind of nicer to the talent, kind of, which I am appreciative of. I guess I'm not a talent, so I'm not really that invested. Um, but, but like the show, the show but itself the show. is not meaningfully different from how WWE runs shows. It's the same type of wrestling, which I enjoy. I like wrestling. It's just it's not different. It's really not different. <laughs> What other couple in wrestling in AEW would you have put in the mid and misses spot to make it bigger? I I don't know. I, I guess, man, they all suck. Like I don't give a <laughs> crap about. I don't want to watch a reality TV show about a couple that I don't know at all and don't care to know. Like, I mean, the show's again, not like, for you. 
Yeah, exactly. It's not for me. It's not for me. Like, do whatever the hell you want. I, I truly, like, it, it doesn't matter. It's just the marketing is dumb and gross. And also, like, if you don't know, these shows are so carefully put together. Like, I just, I loathe reality TV for the most part. Because it's just, you're being told a story that is just every bit as fake as any other piece of TV. But they're telling you it's real. Like, and if you want to see the damage for not being able to control your narrative when you go on there, EC3. Um, <laughs> nice. Feedyournarrative.com. Yeah. The, um, like, look at the, the what, what's their name? Hannah Kimura? Is that the, the Japanese yes. wrestler? Yeah. Look at the damage yep. from that. Like, a lot of people want, crave this fame and attention. And it, so I'll take the other side. It, yeah. I'm going to take the other side. Defend here's this garbage? A, no, because here's the reality of the show. I don't care for it. It's not what I want to watch. I'm not going to watch it. That's fine. Other people will because other people love reality TV and they they lust for it. And that's fine. Yep. It yeah, says yeah. in the chat, TNT is investing in AEW. And that's a good move. That's encouraging. That I agree. Yep. True. True. S- totally true. Would I do Cody and Brandy? No. But are Cody and Brandy a very, like, how do I put this carefully? Are they a very... um Likeable? Are they the proper couple? No. <laughs> Are they the proper demographic type of couple for TNT in this year? Yeah, they are. Yeah, and they? they're having a kid. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the story they told me made me feel like somewhat uncomfortable and confused is, is the story that they were going for for me. And I was just like, oh, man. Okay. Uh, and, Cody, and like Cody's going to take whatever you know opportunity comes his way because... When it comes to everyone else who's an EP or, or an EVP in AEW, he's the most like out there one of them. Do I like him? No. Do I care about the Young Bucks? No. I don't Do I care about Kenny Omega as a human. No. Cody's the only one who actually goes out there and operates on a um, uh, on a superficial level compared to the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I don't know. Even I don't. Know. In that trailer, Brandy made it sound like he was a narcissistic man baby, and that she didn't like him that much. That was the vibe that I was getting. Like it was all very smiley and laughy, but it's like, ah, oh, he's kind of a child. Ah, oh, he's, he's pretty egotistical. <laughs> like, not that wrong. Let's move along, oh, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Omega opens the show. Good match versus Matt Seidel. Oh my God! Looking at the time, our tight sixty is already exposed. God, we're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the promo later in the ring from uh, from Kenny after the six man tag? Did you enjoy it or how'd you feel? I think it's weird they're doing the fractured Kenny thing is where they're going with this. They're saying that he's cracked. So you could hear the commentary starting to sneak in the buzzwords that they were going to start using down the road. Uh, him talking to himself, which they later corrected. He was talking to, to Mike. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It seemed like a meaningless clarification. Like it sounded like he was talking to himself. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're selling him as having a mental breakdown and that Don Callis is just kind of manipulating him into this. So it feels like they're setting this up for a later face turn back. And it's just like, maybe you don't need to do that just yet. Maybe just tell the story of him being like the belt collector first. Yeah, they, they're really having a bit of an issue by the looks of it. I mean, I was expecting Rich Swan to make an appearance last night. Nothing. Be- Nothing. We needed him to make an appearance to make the impact match matter at all. And it just yeah. doesn't like, and judging by the time we're not going to get to impact, but for those who didn't see it, uh, Kenny cut an amazing promo with Don Callis in the very good on impact. That was very different from the one they cut the next night on dynamite. 
I wanted Rich Swan to come in on either of those shows and do something, but he didn't. They had him do a backstager on Impact. That was whatever. It was fine. Just at least put him out there. But I wanted Kenny and Swan to at least have some sort of intermingling. I get that we're a month away, literally a month today from the match, but like just start something. Start yeah. something. Do something. It was good. Uh, but going back to the Kenny in the ring uh, at Impact, they did make reference to no one kicks out of the one-winged angel. They made a bushy slander. Uh, yeah. I was enjoying that. There's definitely seeds being planted for when uh, Kenny can go over to Japan and they can maybe build up to a massive Tokyo Dome match in January. That's fine by me. Yeah, That is sure. a match that I will enjoy. I will watch happily. Uh, the Ibushi and Kenny telling a long-term story, all about it. That's fine. I like long-term storytelling, but also I don't need it in all of my wrestling for it to be great. I can take some hot shotting. I can take some some movement. That's kind of why I enjoy talking AEW as much as I do talking a, uh, WWE or even NXT. Yeah, like I think it's going in a good direction. It's just like they don't need to tell the story that he's having a breakdown. I, I just don't think that's necessary. Uh, Britt Baker calling herself the hardcore legend, calling out McFoley. Loved it. She good did promo. such a good job coming back and like reaffirming her status as a heel very, very well, which was vi- yes. like she needed to do that. And she was just like, you're all stupid. <laughs> Foley, it took you 20 years. I did it in one night. <laughs> very good. Very good stuff. And uh, her wanting to be the face of the AEW women's division. Now, I like that because then the next day. On the AEW Unrestricted podcast, Thunder Rosa has asked about it, and she says she wants to be the face of women's wrestling. That story is not over, and they're going to come back around at one point. I like that. But uh, for those two to, to kind of have their peace and say their last words before parting ways for now, I'm all about it. It was a good, good end to their feud for now. Yeah, they can be perennial enemies, you know? Like, here and there, they'll they'll circle around, circle around and face each other again. Like, I'm fine with that. Speaking of circling around, we saw Ty Conchi actually get a victory over Nyla yeah. Rose. Yeah, number two ranked or number is she number two or number one? I can never keep track. She was number one ranked this week. Number one ranked this week. Not that the yeah. rankings really matter. I've had a whole long conversation about that. I but let's see Ty Conchi keep going and keep building and get more uh, believable, be young, be powerful. I like it. And she's using Andrade's finisher, the Hammerlock DDT, because yep. he's not using it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Nyla can always come back and be top of the division. End yep. of the day, like, she's a powerhouse. That's fine. This is a big win for Taikachi. Loved it. Yeah, and she, you know, she had her run. Nyla did. So, like, it's good to, to build up the rest of the division so that Nyla later on has legitimate competitors. So, this exactly. Is, this, it was a good match. Good way to build uh, Ty the way that she needed to be built right now. Darby Allen, John Silver, main event. Strong match. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Anything really stand out for you other than a separated shoulder for John Silver? Says he might be okay. We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, he, he put in a lot of work, and it was really nice to see him, like, get a moment to shine. Um, overall, I think it was like just a really solid match. Like, I, I guess he hurt himself. I didn't really see where it happened. There was um, a barricade spot where he was went, he jumped out to the barricade and yeah. Yeah. Which like, yeah, they, they do a lot of that in AEW and, um, don't tell JR he'll get upset. I know. I saw that. <laughs> and um, then Brandon Cutler will stick up for him and anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing. Uh, the one there was just the, yeah, two weird spots where Darby just decided to do a coffin drop to the dark order all of them and i was like that why not that was pointless okay they haven't really gotten they were just helping him back to the ring that was like the most they really got involved and then sting came out with the bat over that and just stood there okay and just Just because he did because it it was face versus face like they weren't really doing any anyway (laughs) 
it's a little strange, but whatever. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's strange fun. is also you not liking and subscribing to this channel. Come on, man. Weirdos. Come on. Man, Come get on, friends. with the program. Get with this it. program. Like the video. <laughs> Do it. Uh, we got a couple minutes, and I'll just say, if you are not watching Impact with us on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, for now it's every Tuesday, and a couple weeks it'll be every Thursday, then, then you're missing out, okay? By the way, we're moving to Tuesdays. Yeah. You and I, Tim, are moving to Tuesdays. Tuesday, 7 p.m. starting April 6th. If you missed it already, that's when we're doing it. Because Impact starts on April 8th, and then we got to move over there for that. So we're going to be on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. before NXT. That's what we're going to do. Now, uh, we, I'm not going to go through all the Impact stuff from this week because as good as it was, we're basically out of time. Edge and Roman have a confrontation tomorrow for SmackDown. That's all that's announced. There is nothing else going on in the world of wrestling. My God. Maybe we do have time to talk Impact. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, we have one minute to talk Impact. We can just wrap things up by telling you that we'll be on PW Unlimited this Sunday. And there's no pay-per-view to run down. So we'll be actually talking about the week in wrestling. Oh, my God. It's like my favorite weeks. When I get to compile a whole lot of notes and make a whole lot of jokes. And if you want a good joke, you should probably listen to Tim and uh, tell people where you can find them on the internet. Uh, kids can find me at <laughs> Tim Stone P, T I M B S T O N E P, on Twitter. He tells good jokes. No, I don't. <laughs> you try. Don't you put that pressure on me? <laughs> <laughs> Follow the show everywhere at Tim and Joel Pod. We're not hard to find. We usually, you know, use the show to talk to anyone and everyone who'll listen to us. But in the meantime, you can find me at J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. That's Joel Pearl. Go to twitch.tv slash Joel Pearl if you want to watch me play some video games, maybe play some music. That's what I do. It's what I like to do. Say hi. I'm all about building this community. That's what I love to do. In the meantime, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy your wrestling, enjoy your week, and we'll see you for the last time, I think, mm-hmm. next Thursday. April 2nd. That'll be April 1st. See ya. Oh, bye.